Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday, the 19th day of Lent. We begin our prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion, blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my offenses, and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so you are justified when you speak and write in your judgment. Indeed, I was born steeped in wickedness, a sinner from my mother's womb. Indeed, you delight in truth deep within me and would have me know wisdom deep within. Remove my sins with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be purer than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my wickedness. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. Let me teach your ways to offenders and sinners shall be restored to you. Rescue me from bloodshed, O God, of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. For you take no delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a troubled and broken heart, O God, you will not despise. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful Father, you freely forgive those who, as David of old, acknowledge and confess their sins. Create in us pure hearts and wash away all our sin in the blood of your dear Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 18, beginning this morning at verse 15. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. That is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, If I hear the voice of the Lord my God any more, or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, They are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet, who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, or who presumes to speak in the name of the word uh, that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. You may say to yourself, how can we recognize a word that the Lord has not spoken? If a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, but the thing does not take place or prove true, 
It is a word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. Do not be frightened by it. Throughout the book of Deuteronomy, we have heard the many ways this covenant between God and God's people is simply a way of setting boundaries that govern the relationship that's between God and God's people. That relationship, anchored in love and trust, God for human beings and human beings in response for their God, is sustained, like any relationship, by communication. God speaks and in conversation reveals who God is and how God thinks and feels. God establishes a relationship with Abraham by speaking to him and then listening to Abraham and responding. God establishes a relationship with Moses by speaking to him at the burning bush, revealing the divine name when Moses asks and calling Moses to participate in God's redeeming purposes. In this story, as in the world, God is alive, and God speaks and thinks and feels, establishing an authentic relationship with human beings. I suppose the ideal would be for each of us to hear God speak with our own ears, and that seems to be what initially happened when the people assembled at the mountain. The voice of the Lord, however, terrified the people, and they asked instead if Moses could serve as an intermediary. The Lord would speak to Moses and Moses to the people. This makes sense. It's hard to listen to or enter into a relationship or even hear and understand what is being said if we are overwhelmed by the fear and awesomeness of the experience. To hear God's word spoken with a human voice brings God close to us and opens the possibility of our love and trust being returned. Time and time again, when the word of the Lord comes to ordinary people, the word spoken First is, do not be afraid. Then and only then can a person truly hear and respond to God's word. Moses becomes the means of communication, speaking the word of the Lord and interceding on behalf of the people. Oh, and a little side note, Moses does not seek direct communication with the Lord out of a sense of his own spiritual adventure, but God chooses Moses to be a bridge between God and God's people. This relationship with God is for the benefit of God's people, to strengthen the relationship between God and human beings. But Moses cannot live forever. What will happen when Moses dies? The Lord promises that there will be another Moses, another intermediary, whose word and counsel sustains and strengthens the relationship between God and God's people. Our first thoughts turn to Joshua, who takes Moses' place as a leader of the people as they make their way into the promised land. And yet there is something about Joshua that doesn't quite fit and encompass the whole of the promise. We might rather see Joshua as a model for the judges or even the kings who follow. But Joshua is not another Moses. Later on, prophets emerge alongside the monarchy and priestly offices. We might find a leader like Moses in the true prophet, the diligent priest, and the faithful king when they're all working together. But these offices break off into a kind of elite ruling class that does not maintain the same connection to the people that made Moses so powerful. Moses may have led Israel, but he was always one of God's people, called and chosen, and given the special place of communicating God's word and interceding on behalf of the people, in addition to leading, guiding, and judging between the people in the spirit of the Lord. The promise of Deuteronomy 18, then, seems to remain open, an open promise in Scripture, and as time moves on, that open promise becomes a hope. We could sure use another person like Moses. So I hope you can guess where this promise is headed. 
is headed right to the waters of the Jordan, the river that Moses cannot cross, into Jesus' own baptism, where the heavens are opened and the Spirit descends, and a voice proclaims, You are my Son, with you I am well pleased. Each day in morning prayer, we say a verse before we read from the Bible. The verse proclaims that in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. And what Jesus said about himself and the Heavenly Father, these words of truth and life are vindicated by Jesus' faith that the Heavenly Father would raise him from the dead. God did raise Jesus from the dead. And in Jesus, God speaks words of grace and love that we can hear with the human voice. We could not come before God, so God came to dwell among us, just as God promised our ancestors long ago. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebearers, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially for our congregation, for St. Paul's Lutheran Church. For those who govern the nations of the world and for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the people of the Ukraine and Russia that peace might come to their life, for those who are welcoming refugees, sheltering, feeding, clothing, ministering to them, for those who are comforting those who mourn, for those who are suffering. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. 
Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. You have good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.